Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. We are getting down to the business end of every event across the globe. Welcome to TC Live, our half-hour post-game show to get you caught up on all the highlights and breaking news in the tennis world. And we had a lot of that today. Here's what's on the way. We are down to the final four in Doha. A couple major champs on a potential collision course, along with a streaking Karolina Pliskova, who's on one of the best stretches of her career. Plus, Carlos Alcaraz back on the red dirt for the first time since Roland Garros. Find out why he said he was super nervous. And the coaching carousel is spinning once again as Maria Sakri becomes the third top ten player to make a move at the start of the season. Let's go. Come on into our studios here in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back with my friends Prakash Amitraj and Coco Vandeweghe. Great to be back with the both of you once again. And how about three top ten players were, what, February 15th, already getting rid of their coaches? Well, listen, you got a little bit of a coaching carousel there. What, what I'm a little concerned about is the, uh, the candy carousel, because it's been 24 hours since Coco had this lovely, <laughs> lovely box of uh, 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 Valentine's Day candy, rather, yeah. excuse me. And um, I, I, I didn't get any kind of offer for a piece of Weissman. Did you, did you get a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I had some yes, last you night. You did? Listen, yeah. Listen, and you were so you guys you turned it down. If, you, turn if it down? You, you stayed just a half second longer, I was That's then true. more willing, more wanting to give it out at first i had that first piece of chocolate it was so good i didn't want to share but you know you just dipped out too quickly you had a date to get to I, i'm so, sure, uh, I'm so, sure. So, so, so at the end of the day the bottom line is you gave weissman some chocolate i did and I, was, I did i was left to just i mean steven steve and i we we, we, we survived cancun together he's yeah. been to maui with me i mean Steve and I just have have that. Hemingway's picture. at Wimbledon back in the day. Yes. Okay. Oh okay. That's enough. You know, That's we enough. Down places, I feel left so, out you know. enough. Okay. <laughs> but she still has some chocolate, by the way. I do. So I didn't eat it all, so maybe I'll bring them tomorrow. You know, it could be your cheat day. You know. Oh, okay. We'll end the week strong. Yes. On, on a Friday, yes. we'll have some chocolate. <laughs> yes. Very good. All right. Quarterfinals in Doha today as we get rolling. Some great matchups, including Naomi Osaka and Karolina Pliskova. This is a rematch from Brisbane earlier this year that the Czech won, Coco. Yes, and it was a tight contest. And similar to the Brisbane matchup, it was all about who could control the baseline, not give up too much real estate. Both players want to be inside the court, but Pliskova just absolutely crunching the second serves, having no mercy. She, she really battled back in this tiebreak in the first set. I really wasn't sure if Pliskova could hang with it with the fact that she's traveled so much played so many days in a row i really thought the gas would run out and you could see osaka getting out to the early break and i really thought she would blow the doors open in this second set but Pliskova keeping it simple stupid type of tennis keeping the ball out in front of her not trying to do too much and just relying on that serve placement and first ball strike and eight aces for the WTA Tour Leader 2017 champ. Moving on for her eighth win in eight days, ninth straight overall. We are getting close to this graphic going overboard because she is winning so much. Eight wins, 
Eight days. By the way, her career best win streak, 12 in a row. That was back in 2016. But Pliskova moving on to the semifinals. Let's hear from her. Oh, super happy to have uh, finally a couple of matches, not couple, but actually many matches in a row. Uh, I felt like, you know, like with every match I was getting better and better. Of course, now it's been a little bit difficult because I have to play every day, but I'm still here, which is which is amazing. Back in semi-final, I won a title here a couple of years ago, so great memories on this court, and I thought it was a great match today. I mean, she's never easy to play. We played already this year, so happy to be through. Well, we talked yesterday, Osaka had the walkover in the last round. Pliskova hasn't had a day off in more than a week. It, it didn't matter at all. What stood out to you? Well, just the fact that winning is such a habit, you know, for, for a lot of these great champions. I mean, Coco, as you talked about some of the crazy travel stories, if you, if you do do it, there's a lot that goes through the body. You have to adjust your body clock. You have to adjust to less sleep. You're dehydrated. A lot of that can take its toll. But it is wild what winning cures. All of a sudden, all these problems go out the door. You find ways to be able to work your way through. Even against a player like Naomi, who was really starting to find her range brutal, the fact that, you know, she's not seated, she's running into all these great big players early, but um, Pliskova's on a tear. There's, there's no, there's no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, um, you know, everyone's got to watch out. Winning begets winning. It's, it's Absolutely. that adrenaline. Yep. It, it kind of, like, it just keeps on going. As for Naomi Osaka, got wins over Caroline Garcia, Petra Martic, played really well in this matchup. What's your takeaway from her from Doha? Uh, Naomi's doing such a great job at just managing her expectations. She's coming through these tournaments, being the underdog in most of these matches, something that she hasn't felt in such a long time. But as we've heard from her, she's playing with such new, invigorating motivation. She's so happy to be out there. She's adding more tournaments to her schedule. And we're going to see her keep going up against these tough players pretty much until after the clay court season because I don't believe her ranking will catch up in time to get her into a seating position in anywhere time soon, especially in the thousands that are coming up and the Roland Garros tournament that's coming up soon to get seated so she doesn't have to face any of these big players so quickly and so early. Yeah, uh, Mark Petty called the match with you. I mean, he had some great comments on the Inside In podcast uh, on yeah. the Tennis Channel Podcast Network with Mitch Michaels. Check that out as well. Naomi Osaka looking very good right now, even though the loss. Meantime, how about the world number one, Iga Sviantek, has won 11 straight matches in Doha Precaution, 21 straight sets. Those streaks would continue against Victoria Azarenka. Yeah, she's going for that third eagle over here. Early going, so some brilliant hitting from both players. Vika on the on the dead move there on the backhand side, coming up with the big backhand, and it was it was strong. Sort of deep rallies from both players, but I think it was just the power from Iga's side and just slightly better movement that just kind of started giving her the edge towards the end of that first set. But once she was able to roll with it 6-4, it was just complete one-way traffic after that. All of a sudden, the rally started getting a little bit shorter on the Azarenka side. It was Fiantek that was able to step in a little bit on both the forehand and the backhand side. And when you're doing, when she's doing that, you're not keeping great depth on the balls like Vika did in the early part of the match. It, it, it can just be a whitewash, which is exactly what we saw in the second set. Bagel City, not completely to the bakery, but, uh, you know, went, went and grabbed a little scone, you know, on the way out. <laughs> just, just one bagel. Keeping the carbs low. Two wins from becoming the first three-peat champ on tour since Serena nearly a decade ago. Speaking of streaks, Selena Rabakina looking to win her seventh straight, taking on Layla Fernandez for the first time, Coco. Oh, Layla did such a great job getting out to an early break in this first set, but Rabakina really started to handle Layla's first strike tennis. Layla does such a good job following up her lefty serve and really redirecting that ball. And what she's added to her game this year so much is the ability to come forward unsuccessful in this point. 
but coming forward, trying to take more balls out of the air, using her first strike tennis to her advantage. But Rabakina is just far too strong in this tournament so far. Really handled Layla in that second set. She's a force. 14th win of the year, tied for the most on tour. Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova took out Danielle Collins to make her first 1,000-level hardcore semifinal in 14 years. How about that? Beat Rabakina actually in the only previous meeting. Sviantek 3-0 against Karolina Pliskova, including two wins last year. Over to Rotterdam we go for the fellas, where Yannick Sinner has won 11 straight matches overall for Kosh, but Gael Monfils has won 11 straight at this event. Something's got to give. Something's got to give, but we were expecting a good match here. Opening set, Sinner just looking so comfortable. All aspects of the court is able to come in, knock off a clean forehand volley there. Takes the first set 6-3. But uh, a little highlight. Real. Gail Monfils in the second set. Lights up that forehand. Mixing in a little bit of drop shot feel here. Works his way into the net. Shows some nice carvery. Big movement there from Sinner. But it was Monfils able to keep his composure. Take that second set. They both split the first two sets 6-3. But it was Sinner who just got off to a great start here in this second set. Started getting just a little bit more aggressive. Monfils' movement wasn't able to keep him in it. And it was Sinner that was able to take that early break, run away with it, served really well. 76% first serve, 74% won on the second. Are we going to see that hot shot maybe? Maybe. We talked about it yesterday. Gael Monfils could have it. But we also talked about this guy, the returning champ in Buenos Aires, Carlos Alcaraz, playing his first match on clay this year, facing the hometown qualifier, Ugo Carabelli. Coco, this was not a straightforward match. Well, he said after the match that he was a bit nervous having the crowd against him playing an Argentinian in Buenos Aires. It was always going to be a tough contest having your first match after the Australian Open, especially switching over to the clay courts. As comfortable as Carlos is, it's still a very tough transition. But he really cleaned up this first set and just absolutely pummeling the forehands from early on. But as day goes to night, the ball does not move as quickly through the court. And Ugo just absolutely coming back from the brink of defeat here. Carlos serving for the match, getting broken. But Carlos does what he does with the new fade. I mean, we love his new haircut. I, at least personally, I do. So, somebody tweeted he took one L and asked for the Djokovic haircut. No, I, I mean, we're, we're talking about the Travis Kelsey haircut. We're going for the fade. We're, we're moving on from Djokovic and going to Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. And he comes back and does what Carlos does, being former number one Grand Slam champ, fights his way out of this sticky situation. Came from behind in both sets with the fade. Spoke about what happened after. I started very nervous, uh, I'm not going to lie, uh, with the crowd uh, behind him, supporting him. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's normal, uh, obviously, but uh, yeah, really happy with uh, my, my first match here on clay since Ranga Rose, as you said, and uh, hopefully uh, keep going and uh, better and better. Not going to lie, Prakash, you would have said no cap, but uh, what, what stood out <laughs> to you from Carlitos? Look, look I, I always think when, when you're one of the top players in the world, you come in and you don't play your best tennis and you're still able to find a way through in straight sets. Those are the things you want to look for because you see a lot of the players. I mean, even Francis had a, had a tough one over in Delray Beach today. Got, got a little bit murky there, but you find your way through. I think that's what leads to finding your way into better tennis as you get into the next round, quarters, semis, finals. And that's what the best players do. They, they work their way into championship form. So I think all par for the course, but uh, nice that he didn't have to go three out there. Oh, yes, definitely. You don't want to go three sets in the first round and, and have the crowd get even more into it than they already were. I mean, being 
number one seed at that tournament, playing a local qualifier. That's that's a tough mountain to climb, even for Carlos, who, who is just a veteran, as we can call him, at such a young age. And it's just great to see him still continuing to work on his game. He's working the baby steps moving forward, implementing new tactics into his game, going back to really laying into those forehands, which we haven't really seen at the start of this year. He was kind of being a little bit more passive, kind of playing a bit more junk ball, as I would call it, which is more craft than I could ever possess. I mean, geez, but it was, it's more, it's better for his body and better for his health in the long run to keep ripping those shots, be on the offensive, and have that offensive mindedness out there. It, it, he's, he's very sleek right now as well with the, with the new fade. So, uh, you know, aerodynamic. Aerodynamic, that's the word. The little brother likes to fly to the net. <laughs> and, uh, Nothing preventing him now. It's just like, you know. Goes right over the dome. That's I love it. <laughs> I, th I think it's a great look. You know, especially spring coming up. <laughs> a resolution has been reached in Jensen Brooksby's suspension appeal case. We'll tell you when the American will be back on court. And as we continue our celebration of Black History Month, we honor the amazing Frederick Johnson, who played and coached tennis with just one arm. You don't want to miss this story. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Harlem native Frederick Johnson battled segregation, changed tennis, became a champion, and coached one, all with one arm. Born in 1891 at the height of segregation in tennis and across American society, Johnson overcame his limb deficiency to teach himself the game. He became a three-time ATA senior men's singles champion and later served as the head professional coach at Harlem's Cosmopolitan Tennis Club. There, in the summer of 1941, he discovered a young talent named Althea Gibson. Gibson credits Johnson's early work with helping to kickstart her legendary career. Before his death from a heart attack in 1963, Johnson established himself as a true tennis pioneer in New York, a legacy that lives on in the Northeast Manhattan Park dedicated to him, the Frederick Johnson Playground. Johnson's life proves that determination and a passion for the game can conquer the most daunting of challenges. Thank you, Nick. In 2013, the tennis courts were renovated at the Frederick Johnson Park. And then in 2021, the playground was reconstructed with a new multi-generational play area, spray showers, and game tables. Our Black History Month features are available at TennisChannel.com. And the celebration continues Friday with another awesome tribute. Coming up next on TC Live, after winning the title in Dallas last week, Tommy Paul gets to play a tournament less than 10 miles from his house. Could he cook up a spot in the quarterfinals? Back on TC Live, Elena Rabachna, Carlos Alcaraz, your returning champions at Indian Wells, one of the biggest events of the year. We are headed to the desert tennis channel complete first bottle of last ball live coverage the three of us going to be on tc live 1 p.m eastern 10 a.m pacific every single day bonus coverage on t2 it all starts wednesday march 6th 
Cannot wait. They call it Tennis Paradise for a reason. Delray Beach we go. Tommy Paul riding a four-match win streak after that title in Dallas last week, facing the 19-year-old sensation Alex Mickelson, Coco, for the first time. Now, this is a tough contest for Tommy Paul. It's never easy coming off of a title. As much confidence as you have, you're always a little bit tired, especially following up going into the next week and very different conditions out there in Delray versus indoors in Dallas. And Tommy just showing a little bit of rust and a little bit of uncomfortableness out there against the young American. But he was able to even things up in the second set, courtesy to a timely double fault. And that theme kept happening in this third set. Just timely, unforced errors from the young American. He's trying his best to keep coming forward, keep putting the pressure on Tommy Paul. But you can't let these moments get too far away from you. You can't lose that much of a lead that you once had. And this tiebreaker was all TP. He just did what TP does, getting that extra ball back, making your opponent think one more time. And the pressure was just far too much for the young American. Tommy Paul, 15 aces. So this was a crazy one. A little longer than I would have liked, for sure. Makes his 30th tour-level quarterfinal. Nicholson, nice match, but now 0-4 against top 20 players. The one we just heard, Prakash on the call with Petch, Francis Tiafo, Radu Albot, both won their first career titles here in Delray. Oh, look at this. We uh, are going straight to the draw, Prakash, because well, uh, we had a glitch in the system. Uh, uh, well, you did uh, such a good call, we didn't need to hear about uh, it all I'll, over again. I'll give you the summary. Francis Tiafo was a little bit spotty, but in the big moments, mm. kid was a beast. <laughs> <laughs> we like that. And, and for him, he's got a great opportunity to make the semifinals as well. Could see Tiafo play Tommy Paul. And then three Americans up at the top. Patrick Hipson taking on Marcos Giron. Taylor Fritz against Ricky Hijikata. All right, time to enter the social net. Lots going on off court today. Some good news for Jensen Brooksby. His suspension for missing three drug tests has been reduced by 10 months. He will be able to return to the court March 3rd. Prakash, your reaction? Well, look, I mean, they, they dug into the case and they were able to shorten this. I mean, Jensen never lost faith all the way through, maintained maintained his innocence with regards to exactly the specificity of the rules. And um, and the fact that his suspension is cut down, he's so young, he's got such a brilliant career ahead of him. I think right now he's got to just put everything behind him. He did post a video right when the suspension was posted saying, you know, he's right back to work and he's just getting to be so ready by the time this comes out. So now it's over, it's out, you put it in the back of your mind and get back to competing like he usually does. No, exactly. There's nothing you can do about what's already happened. You have to keep moving forward, keep looking ahead. Can't dwell too much on the past. And Jensen, I mean, he's a hard worker. There's nothing that's going to deter him. And he's going to get right back to it. He might have a couple of hiccups, might have to go down in the challenger circuit to start to get his match rhythm back. That's always the toughest thing after a long layaway, no matter what the circumstances are. But I think we'll have Jensen back in the top 100 soon enough. Yeah, absolutely. Great decision here. There are players who've been suspended less for actually failing drug tests. So Jensen Brooksby back on court March 3rd. Look forward to seeing him there. Meantime, some other big news on the women's side. Maria Sakari, longtime coach Tom Hill announced they are ending their professional partnership after six years. This was a very successful run. She went from the top 50 all the way to a career high three in the world. But Coco, you saw this coming. No, I, I was telling you about this in Cancun and when we were there together watching her at the year in championships. She had a lot of difficult losses there and, and just the way everything happened. I understand you have loyalty to your coach. He's been there through the tough times, the good times and everything in between. But sometimes you just need a different voice. And, and I saw that a lot firsthand in Australian Open. She was starting to 
kind of chirp at her box a lot more than we had seen in previous times. She's a respectful athlete. She doesn't do that too much. And once you start seeing that, you know the relationship is over. It's time to move on. And it's good for her that she can cut ties this early in the season and doesn't have to worry too much about being towards the end of the season, scrambling for a coach. I mean, the coaching market's open at this point. Look, there are phases in life, just like there are phases in in your tennis career and um, and relationships come and go, but each of them can be a different blessing in their own. This is what was needed for Maria at this time. And look, hopefully she'll come uh, uh, together with someone who can bring a different voice, even if it's the same information, but perhaps it checks in a little bit better or just brings some new information. Or who knows, maybe she reunites with Tom and they find great big success after being together. We don't know. All we know is she feels this is the right decision for her. And just like anything else, you got to go with your gut and uh, and keep growing. By the way, can we just take a little bit of a moment for this for the for the beastness that we're seeing you these are some <laughs> impressive highlights i mean she was doing butterflies with the dumbbells while doing some abs huh? at the same Akash, time you see a challenge between the two of you Don't I, get, i'm by, just i'm by, throwing it out by there. the way I'm since the last there. year i threw up a post we both found each other in the gym for leg day but uh, i gotta get some video next time because uh, i was in the gym with her in cancun I don't know so. why you kept showing up at the same time as her, Steve. That's just not, <laughs> not what you should be doing. I mean, Tom I, I, was there as well. Listen, okay, you can go up against Tom. Oz was there. I mean, listen. <laughs> there, there was a, we had a certain call time, and that's, no, no. That, that was gym time. And then it was breakfast with her grandma. Her, her grandma's like one of my favorite people on the planet, by the way. Uh, center core coverage starts. Why are you laughing so much? Don't go over here. Put me on blast. Oh, good. <laughs> Why did she show up when I was there, Coco? That's the question you should be asking. We'll be back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back with our hot shot of the day. You called it for cost. It's got to be level. Double dip, my guy. It's hang time all the way around. First one on the center serve. Pops and rips. Comes in, Monfils not just a hang time, but a good little snap in between the legs, gets it back. By the way, this is a pretty spectacular get here, too. Manages to get it off the one bounce, not able to control it in. But if that wasn't good enough, see, he's even thinking, I, I used to jump higher than that. So he's like, let's give it one more shot, this time for a little dunk overhead. I feel like he has, he's got enough time to stay up there, have a little, have a little croissant. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then hit the smash, come back down, you know. Pistol Pete action. He's got, he's got hops. He is Big fun time. to watch. Big time. That man. Yannick Sinner taking on Milos Raonic tomorrow. Looking forward to that one. Alex Dimonor, Andre Rublev. I mean, we are getting down to the nitty gritty. Sviantek has uh, Not Osaka, because that one happened today. But listen, <laughs> we're, we're going to break down some of these matchups. Let's start with Alex Dimonor and Andre Rublev. 3 3 head to head between these two, including the Australian Open this year that Andre Rublev won. What are you looking forward to in this matchup? 
Well, I think it's going to be a really tight contest because Rublev has found his way into playing some better tennis, had a, had a, had a very good Australian Open. Uh, Alex de Menor just cracked into the top 10 and has been playing some great tennis, the great against Sebi Korda earlier this week. He's just playing a little bit more aggressive. There is something in me that thinks de Menor is going to come out with the win, but I'm, I'm sticking to what my what my gut says and uh, I just think Rublev is just a slightly better class player mm. at the moment he's added some miles per hour on a second serve which is a bit of a liability before and uh, I think he's gonna come out on top eight wins in eight days for Karolina Pliskova does it end against Iga Svante? I mean, if it's going to end against anyone, it's probably going to end against Iga. I don't know how much is left in the reserves for Carolina. It's got to be a hard turnaround. Nine days now. It's it's darn near impossible. I mean, I, all she can do is hope and pray that everything that she has in the tank just clicks at the right time. She's going to be on absolute fumes. But what she has the ability to do is to be able to serve her way out of trouble and to be able to make the points as short as possible with the serve, the forehand, and be able to just finish rallies so quickly. She's, she's never beaten Iga Shriantip, but 9 for 9 would, would look really nice. 9 for 9 <laughs> would look really good, and, and just game style-wise, the players that Iga has struggled with, uh, she hasn't struggled with very many players, <laughs> but it really does need to be a player that has the ability to take the cover off the ball and kind of uh, blast through, blast through the court with enough pace. Pliskova has that. Now the question is, will fatigue, as Coco was talking about, and execution, consistency of execution, both, uh, both not get in the way. All right, looking forward to those matchups going down tomorrow. We will be back with you here on TC Live to break it all down. Five Americans in the quarterfinals in Delray Beach. You'll see those matchups tomorrow as well. One of them is a former champ, Big Bo in the house down in Florida. For Coco Vandaway, Prakash Amitraj, our entire team, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks for watching TC Live.